Welcome to the very first episode of the No Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed Goob. Um, and in this podcast, I'm basically just going to talk about all things basketball, you know. Anything that's in the news, anything that I can think of, really. I'm a big fan of basketball. I've played it since I was fifth grade. It was in fifth grade. Um, currently playing college, so it's a big part of my life. The NBA, the NCAA, all of that stuff. So even high school basketball. These are all things I enjoy uh, watching and playing, taking part in. So, yeah. So, with that being said, let's get into the first episode. So, the NBA offseason is probably, other than other than the playoffs and March Madness, is probably my third favorite thing. Just about being a basketball fan in general. Um, there are some things, some crazy things that have happened so far, even though it just began, like, I think it started, well, trade started, like, a while ago, but, like, signings and stuff started on Thursday. <clears throat> um, just want to go through, first big thing is, what's going on in Utah? You know, obviously, they've been a disappointment for the past few seasons in the playoffs, you know, being, like, the one or two seed every season, and then just, like, fizzling out. So... Um, they traded Rudy Gobert. They traded him for what was it? Four first rounders, and then let me see, four first rounders, I think. And then it was Patrick Beverly. Who else was on that? Jared Vanderbilt, I know, was there. Um, Walker Kessler, who they just drafted this year, so the Jazz get him. And then there was one more. There was one more. Malik Beasley. So those four guys, it was four players and four first rounders for Rudy Gobert. Me personally, I think that that was a, I think it was a great get for Minnesota, but I think they spent a little too much. I don't know about giving up four first rounders. They probably could have kept, uh, they probably could have kept Patrick or Jared, honestly. But. I think it was a good get, letting Cat play the four, which he plays better at, and then having an actual defensive-minded center to help that defense. I think if he was paired up with Pat, if they managed to keep him, that'd be a crazy defense. Or even Jared Vanderbilt, you know, that guy. He's a great defender, too. But I think that was a good idea just um, for Minnesota to go and get him. And I think that, you know, they're a scary team. They've got D'Lo, they've got Ant. They've got um, Rudy, Cat. Who else is on that team now? I just saw something. Um, what is their bench looking like? Oh, Kyle Anderson they just signed. They re-signed Torn, Torn Prince, who's pretty decent. Jalen Noel's on there. Uh, they signed uh, Brent Forbes. So it's, 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 a, it's a very interesting team that they have, and I think that, I think that team would be is probably a dark horse you know they went they played they made it to the play-in and then uh they won the play-in and then made it and they were the seventh seed i think yeah they were the seventh seed so and they went what six with the two-seeded um grizzlies and honestly that was probably like the worst series i've ever watched of basketball but yeah they went six with the two-seed so that's pretty good you know i think that they're really they've got something good going down in Minnesota. I really like what they're doing down there. For the Jazz though, I don't know, man. I, I'm hearing talks of them getting rid of Donovan Mitchell, so I mean that that could happen too. I, 
think they I don't know that they they've got a choice of either going into a full rebuild or just um trying to build around Donovan this offseason and I don't know I don't know if there are many pieces they could try and go get KD and Kyrie or whoever but I don't know if they have any anything to give up that would leave Donovan there honestly so I just think that they're just in a weird place right now you know and I just I want to pose this question would you rather be full honestly me full real rebuild I'm going full rebuild in this is my answer but would you rather be in the Jazz situation where you have a contending team who just can't get over the hump in the playoffs, or would you go full rebuild? I think, for me, I would go full rebuild, and here's why: because the Jazz have they've done like nothing. It's just it's regular they're regular season monsters. They're warriors in the regular season. They're one seed, two seed, whatever it is, whatever it may be that year, and then they get to the playoffs, and they're just no, they're just like. It was exposed this year. They have no perimeter defense. So, I mean, they haven't, they've tried to find pieces. It's just like guys aren't doing, like Donovan Mitchell was a pretty decent defender his rookie year. He just got worse. Hence why I say, uh, that's why I say rebuild. So, he just, they couldn't find any pieces to plug those holes. And they they did make moves. It's just, it, it didn't work and plus your two big, uh, big names donovan and rudy they had beef and they just didn't like playing with each other so i mean i'd go re i'd i'd go on the path of rebuilding blowing that whole thing up so i think that they're on the right path and i think that with these draft picks they could leverage those into something that's probably what they're doing you know try to leverage it into another another trade or something but i like what they're doing i like what utah is going on and i'm a big i like what minnesota has going on uh, next thing I want to talk about is the Celtics. They signed Danilo Gallinari, or they're planning to sign him. I don't know if it's been official yet, but and they also traded for um, what's his name, Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers, which I love him. I love how he plays. He's just a solid point guard who can also get you a bucket, and he's a great floor general. So, and he can defend. He's he's a uh, possible fifty forty ninety guy. I think he did that like his second year or something. I don't know, but he's already had a fifty forty ninety season. So he's efficient, he's a smart player, and he's defense. And he's, but he is a little old. But it's all right because Celtics are win now, so they're not really. They're in the win now, but also like they're young enough to still compete in the future, which is they're in a great space, great place right now. Um, I like the Brogdon pickup. I thought the Celtics did need a playmaker. Well, a lot of people thought that, but they needed a playmaker, secondary playmaker, a true playmaker, whatever you want to say. But I just don't think that having the ball, letting Jason Tatum work off ball more and getting him involved on like screens or whatever that may be, now that you have Brogdon in the lineup, I think it's a big, it'll help them a lot. That That is a run it back team. They could run it back like that is a great team that they have. And they didn't lose Grant Williams, Robert Williams. They didn't even lose Hal Horford. They basically got him for a bag of chips, which is crazy to me. They lost Naismith and uh, I don't know who else. Naismith something and I think maybe a pick but getting him getting Gallinari Gallinari is a great playmaker he's under honestly an underrated playmaker he's a great shooter um and yeah he's uh, he's, he fits and I think he fits with that team well uh his defense is probably going to be a big if but they have guys to cover holes so I mean that team is that team looks really good right now I'm 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 excited to see I'm a big Jalen Brown fan so I'm excited to see uh, how their season turns out. I hope 
that it's more ball movement and that they have uh, more playmakers instead of just ISO, which I'm assuming it will be. I think uh, Ime, he's got some, uh, I mean, they're the NBA players, so they really can't just put him in sets, but I think he's going to have a lot more room to work with and a lot and able to be more creative with his sets and things that he draws up for these players because he's got more playmakers now and got players that di- he got playmakers at different positions. It's not just like guards or playmakers. Like Tatum's a playmaker, uh, Horford's a playmaker, or he can pass. He has vision. Um, Gallo's a playmaker. Brogdon, like I said, mm, smart. He can be a great playmaker at times. Uh, Brown, although it is a area he um, he lacks in, he's still a fairly decent playmaker. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what the Celtics can get into. They've done a. I think their offseason's already been like really great. They didn't need to do much, so. What they have done has been great. They've done a great job with all that. Another thing in the East, um, DeJounte Murray to Atlanta. I like that a lot. I don't don't know what, I think, not sure what the Spurs are going for. I think they're just kind of just trying to let the team develop. They do have a lot of young guys. So, I mean, get rid of DeJounte and don't, like he said, you don't, they didn't want to see him have to go through all this in his waste years, not winning and stuff, so. I respect them for that, but I think Atlanta, they did a great job with this pickup. I am a big fan of this. They needed, they needed, it was a huge need watching that Heat series, how they had no other playmakers. It was literally just Trey Young, and I was like, like Bogey, I thought he was a decent playmaker, then I watched that series, nothing. He just couldn't help out. And then there was one game where he did, he kind of went off, and I think that was the one that they won. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the one they won where he was like he played pretty well. He was making plays and stuff and he was being aggressive. And I like to see that. But, you know, having a more consistent guy and DeJounte come in and he can also defend and help with their perimeter defense, you know, kind of hide Trey Young. So that was a great pickup. You know, they have and they got. Yeah, they let uh, Gallinari or they traded Gallo. And so they traded Gallo for DeJounte. So, um. You know, trading him and getting freeing up some space in the front court, which was pretty. I don't know. It was pretty like clogged up whenever they had Cam Reddish and Hunter and Gallo. It was like, what do you like? What do you do here? And it also was even when they got rid of Cam Reddish, it was still clogged up because they had John Collins and Gallo and Hunter, and it was like, do you play Hunter or do you play Gallo? And like, is either or? And then. Um, I like what they did there. Freed up space in the front court. Uh, got got you a secondary playmaker, primary playmaker, whatever you want to, however you want to use him. You know, let Trey play off ball more, take the pressure off of him a little bit more. His turnovers will probably go down this season. Uh, he'll probably shoot. A, he'll probably be a lot more efficient. Um, it, it's just a good. It's a good decision. I don't know. I've seen a lot of uh, mock trades where they have John Collins in it. I don't know if they want to trade him, but I think that would be. Sh- a bad idea if they did. Um, Collins is just constantly improving. He's got a little corner three he's got going. Catch and shoot. Um, he's crazy athletic. He rebounds the ball well. He can play the the small ball five. So I think if they ever they do decide to trade him, it would be a bad idea. But I don't think they will. So um, what's next? A wall to the Clippers. Now I am a big Paul George fan, and watching that last season was pretty rough seeing him only play like 30 games or something he he played great though when he was on the court it's just that 
think the Clippers, what their issue was is injuries. Like, they've been banged up the whole year. Kawhi hasn't played a single He didn't play a single game. Um, he got hurt in the playoffs of 2021. So, I mean, I think it was his knee or something. But when Paul was there, Paul George, that 2021 playoff season, I knew something great was going to happen in 2022. Like, he played like an MVP in that playoff playoff run. It was one of my favorite playoff runs ever from any player. Um, he just took over. And I knew coming into 2022 he was going to do something crazy. Um, and he was he did exactly that to start the season before he got hurt. He was averaging some crazy. I think it was like 28 or something. I don't even remember. But he was averaging, putting up crazy numbers. And then he got hurt. And then the Clippers season kind of just went down the hill from there. I mean, they were like they weren't like crazy good, but they were competing, and you could tell that uh, they'd probably make the playoffs easy if PG didn't get hurt, but he did. And then they were a playing team, and they lost to the Timberwolves, and Pat Ben went crazy, and that was pretty funny. Um, they gave me that memory though. But yeah, they picked up John Wall. I hope he isn't washed. I've seen a lot of footage. Seen some clips of him working out in the offseason, and you know how it is in the offseason. Everybody looks like an MVP candidate. But he looks like he's like he's motivated, like he wants to play, like he's ready to prove people wrong. And I want that John Wall. I'd want that John Wall on my team. You know, I think that he does have a lot to prove. He hasn't played in like two years. I didn't play the full season in so long. It's been forever. He kind of just sat the bench in Houston. Um, don't think he played much this year either, if I'm not correct. I don't think he played at all. But just um, having a motivated John Wall looking to prove something, I think that team is scary. They're, they've shot up my contenders list on the west side. So um, I don't know, man. I, I'm excited to see what they can do. I hope, I hope, you know, they all stay healthy. I hope Kawhi comes back soon. Just want to see something, you know, I've been a long time i hope pg stays healthy i hope he has a, they hope i just i just want them to prove i like me being a paul george man like i need i just love when they prove people wrong and them staying healthy is a big big key in this i think he fits well they could put reggie at the coming off the bench and just let him get let him get buckets you know let reggie work and then have john because everybody on that team can shoot the ball like that's what they've done they're stretch they're long and they're versatile. If they keep, I hope they keep Batum. I think I saw some news about it. I don't know if they kept him or not. No, he did sign a. He signed an extension. But they need they keeping Batum is big. He's just so valuable, and he hits shots. I think he okay. Yeah, I think he did sign an extension or something. I got a new deal, but they kept they re-signed Zubac. Zubac, I don't know, but they re-signed him. They got Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson. Uh, Terrence Mann, Florida State, shout out uh, the FSU boys. Um, Marcus Morris, Kawhi, PG. Who am I missing? Batum. I don't know, I'm missing one, but Hardenstein. He was pretty good when I watched some this year. When I watched, well, I could catch Clipper games this year. Um, and then uh, they just added John Wall. So that team it looks really good. You know, I think that, like I said, them staying healthy is a big part of it. But having John Wall having all those shooters out there, you know, it's just like I, I expect his assist numbers to be like nine, ten, if they let him just play with the ball, and it'll let 
PG playoff ball and then, you know, just find Kawhi in the mid post or whatever. But all these guys are probably going to get a lot more. PG is going to get a lot of easier shots just having a, a primary ball handler, primary playmaker where he doesn't have to be the point guard because there was a lot of that. Once Kawhi went down, it was just PG is the BG, you know. It's put the ball in PG's hands and everybody, you know, just let him make a play or Reggie come down and get a bucket or, you know. But, you know, once like I said, once Kawhi went down, PG was our main playmaker. But adding a a playmaking guard in John Wall is so clutch for them. And I think that it was a really good get. Um, last thing I want to talk about is the turmoil in Brooklyn. Um, that... I, Kyrie and KD, man, I don't know. Mainly just Kyrie. Uh, well, he he uh, he agreed to a player option, and then he said he wanted out. And then KD was like, "Well, yeah, me too. I want out." So I'm like, "What is what is going on, man?" Um, I think Brooklyn is in a. It's just blow it up. I think you get them out of there. You take find as many picks as you can, as many promising young guys. Do what Oklahoma City is doing and just stockpile. I think that's what a lot of teams are going to do now, as you can see with Minnesota or with Utah getting those four first rounders. They're just stockpile. I think teams are just going to stockpile now. First rounders, as many picks as they can. Um, speaking of the thing, they have like twenty players on their roster. They just drafted four guys. So, but yeah, back to uh Brooklyn. Um, just get them out of there. Trade them. It they they they. There's reports saying that Kyrie is forcing and trying to force his way to L.A. I mean, that's cool, but what does L.A. have to offer them except for us? Because they're not going to give up AD for Kyrie. They're not going to keep Kyrie, Russ, and LeBron. That's just They're not going to do that. They're going to have to give up Russ, and I don't think... I th- actually, I do think that if Russ is just there and he has some pieces in Brooklyn, uh, they'll probably be like a play-in team. If Ben Simmons is on that roster with Russ, then GG's, that's a lottery team. But you find a team that's willing to give you a bunch of picks. For KD, I would have tried and um, fleeced Utah for all those picks. I would have tried and got, got those picks from Utah. I would have just let KD and Donovan do whatever. And pr- they'd probably be the same thing as what they've been doing. Utah would probably be like see no change. And they'd just be great regular season and horrible postseason success. But, yeah, I would have tried and fleeced just any team for crazy picks and just try and stockpile something. Build for the future. I think that it's time for them to just... And it's crazy because the Celtics really... My friend said this a few days ago. Celtics sent... this. He said the Celtics sent Brooklyn into another rebuild. And that is very accurate. But yeah, man. Uh, I think that the... You just you re, you blow it up, you blow it up. You go get some picks. You hope for the best in the future, and you just find some great, great uh, scouts, and you build your development program, and you wait for these eighth graders to get of age and enter the draft. But yeah, um, that's been it for the first ever episode of No Assists. Uh, I've been your host, Ahmed Magoob. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for uh, listening. Share this with somebody that you think would like it. Um, uh, with that being said, yeah, I'm out.